Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our director spotlight from michael mann with what may be and to me is his greatest film of all time heat it was released on december 15th 1995 it was written by michael mann and directed by michael mann i am colton robertson i am joined by joseph george what's up homie Oh, what up, what up? It is always a pleasure to be here, my friend. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And, uh, hey, hey, I, I, you know, sometimes when we're getting into a movie that I have been adamantly, uh, supportive of, a big fan Mm -hmm. of, I worry that I oversell it. This was not one of those times I was worried about it. Because mm-hmm. this movie's just so damn good, I'm mm-hmm. assuming you feel rather well about it, uh, oh. given our conversations. Oh, yeah. Viewing. No, this is like, I feel like uh, possibly I did that for Prestige. Um, and like, if Prestige, it's, it's a good movie. But like, maybe going in with those expectations didn't quite make it what it was. This was just like, there's, it's undeniable. I mean, this oh, is true. like, it's just three hours of pure holy fuck. Like this, you, you said, uh, I forgot when you said it, but you said um, someone was asking if you could apply one title to yeah. everyone's like filmography. And yeah, oh my God. Um, yeah, it's especially like, especially here. This is, this, I was feeling the heat. This, this was incredible. And like, honestly, I was trying to debate on whether this is like the best movie of every movie we've covered in the director spotlight. Right, so far. right. And I maybe I'm, not. It's, maybe it's not. like there there are um, a few. I mean it is up no, with it, the it, best but of the best the thing. company. It's though. in I, that stratosphere. Like yeah. it is it mm-hmm. is that good. I remember after our first watch or my first watch, um, it was a mid star top one hundred project and I can't remember how deep we were into it, but I believe it was my last late edition in the top 100 project because i added it rather late like uh right here uh, it landed at 42 in my top 100 and even that is no longer the case after a second viewing Mm. uh like i'd say it's it's pretty high up there fucking good movie man i have a i have a wonderful time with it and it's uh you know it's it's a certified classic it's uh People oh, yeah. love this movie, and with with every reason in the world. Um, mm-hmm. God damn, yeah, no, I mean, how are you not going to love? How are you not going to love Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, man? Yeah, and like the, you know, because I guess I've, I've known that they've been in a movie together. You know, I've seen The Godfather, but we never got to see him 
together. They were in different time periods, you know? This they never got to act off each other. Um mm. is this is this their actual like first um the first movie where they have like, scenes together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I is, think so. It really took from Godfather 2 to this to like cuz what a man, that's kind of crazy. Godfather 2 was 74. Wow. Um, and it took this long to get them together. Well, goddamn Michael Mann, if that's true, thank you. Um, thank you very, very much because it, yeah, this, this just, they were, I didn't know who to give the nod to, you know, I was just like, well, I mean, it's kind of clearly Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. There's, there's a few other performances. Yeah, one way or another. Yeah, there's some like slight, like every performance is good. Like even the wife's, like the, the, like every single character has like a moment in the movie where like they could have like their Oscar moment sort of thing. That, like, I kind of look for whenever I give a performance nod. But it's just De Niro and Al Pacino are doing it the whole time. Uh, right. They're just, they're just that yeah, good. No, uh, it, it's, it's hilarious that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino are, like, this iconic duo. People are, like, they're, whenever an acting duo gets on. Like, I remember mm. a couple months back, this is before all the shit hit the fan for him and everything. But uh, Jonathan Majors... And Michael B. Jordan were like, mm. we want to be the next Bob De Niro and Al Pacino. That's what we want to do. Those are the, that's the kind of shit we want to be on. Bob De Niro and Al Pacino made four movies together. Wow. They made four movies together. Godfather 2, Heat, The Irishman, and a movie called Righteous Kill. So they, I've never seen Righteous Kill. But those three movies, The Godfather Part 2, The Irishman, and this, what a fucking resume, dude. We've covered all three of those movies, and all of them have done rather incredibly um, whenever we talk about them. I would uh, have expected way more than four, because you're right. Everyone always talks it like, that's all you hear about is like, maybe it's just how big they are. It's just like, they're just kind of the, some of the biggest actors. I mean, they're they're fucking movie stars, you know, Um, like that's uh, And, but this, I mean, oh my God. Yeah, they're, like, every, the character Pacino is playing here, like, it's just perfect. Um, She's got I, a I, great ass. There's something about a woman. Your head is all the way up in it. I, I, I love that, like, and then after he says, what is, I wrote it down just so I could get it. He says, uh, yeah, when I think of, when I think of asses, and then he pauses and he goes, a woman's ass. He makes sure to correct himself there, you yeah. know, because it was too general. And uh, a woman's ass. Something comes out of me, you know. He just, just, and I'm like, what the fuck? And Hank Azaria is just staring in fucking awe of everything Al Pacino just did. Like, oh my god, yeah. because he made fuck? that up. He made that up. No one knew he was about to do that. He just did it. Um, and apparently, got a Vince- great ass. Vincent uh, Hanna was supposed to be like uh, have a coke addiction. I've heard, and in early versions of the mm. script, which makes these outbursts uh, seem a lot more, you know, the logic follows. But I think it's way better that it's just like he's in the game. You know, just it's just unhinged. It's just ha- who he is, and like a little Scarface esque. You know, maybe maybe if uh, if that we see you know Vincent Hanna just doing lines of coke, you're like, okay, 
you know, this is Scarface in a, in a different universe here. I'd be willing you know? to bet that's why he doesn't do a bunch <laughs> of coke is because <laughs> it's it because be he was Scarface and because it would feel too inseparable from that character. Wow. Yeah, um, that's the opposite goes for Val Kilmer. It's like, all right, this dude's Batman. Give him the fucking black Camaro. I saw, I like, yeah. you know, he's, he's kind of a piece of shit to his wife. Uh, you know, fair enough. I mean, I mean, all, pretty much all of these. Uh, guys are they're not the best uh, at relationships no definitely not the but best spouses whenever i saw him storm out of the house get in the black camaro and just whip just drive away i was like okay that's got that's just gotta be um a little nod to the batmobile um but yeah the the coke and in scarface reference I, I think would have been a little too head-on a little, a little too, too on, on the on, nose yeah uh, on the nose to a degree yeah um yeah, oh, wow. it's 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 incredible. Yeah, Vincent Hanna, one of the one of my favorite uh, characters in Michael Mann movies. Period. In fact, both of, both of them, Vincent Hanna and Neil Macaulay. As far as the movies we've covered so far, I would say they're one, two. Even with Frank back in Thief, probably still probably three um, behind yeah. those two. Because I mean, like, just the most. You get two hours and 50 minutes here. Mm-hmm. The most thorough and meaningful character work in Michael Mann's filmography so far as we've covered it. Um, I mean, because the first time around, I really, really, really liked the movie and I really appreciated it. But this time around, it like it made me cry. It made me mm. feel a lot more than I anticipated. And, you know, I don't know if that's because I watched it like most of my watch came after 1 a.m. and I was deliriously tired and, you know, I'm feeling things at a more heightened level or something. Um, mm-hmm. But goddamn, at the end there, when he takes his hand and Ooh. and we pull back to that final shot of the, of him, like just looking off into the distance, holding Neil's hand, I just got chills immediately and tears started running down my face, bro. Like I was like, yeah. this is, and it wasn't, and it, you know, there is a level to that. That's just like the character work has been so fascinating. Um, getting to a point where, uh, Neil's character is where he is and he's decided, fuck it. Like I'm done. Basically uh-huh. let's fucking do this. It went full Frank at the end of thief. Um, yeah god man but it was it was more so whenever something is just well done enough sometimes that will happen to me where i'm just Mm. like oh that was good uh Mm. and that was you know that being like the end bro it just it it you know now that i'm thinking back on it it's like kind of the whole the whole crux of their characters and like um it's it's the only thing that that hannah can commit himself to you know he can't can't have a relationship with he's he's on his third marriage this one's on its way out who knows if it's gonna stand in his words it can't um and 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 he the only room i guess he has sex at the beginning you know they have like some they make love at the beginning and it's it's all cute whatever and really i mean like even the pauses and like looking at each other too like very intimate i I was like whoa okay cool michael man loves to do that i don't know he's like uh yeah, very. I don't know. That, uh, that's what's interesting like, about Michael Mann as a director that we've pointed out a couple times now is that like mm-hmm. in in a setting with you know we're dealing with violent men a lo- and a lot of his protagonist and antagonistic roles like that mm-hmm. is 
That is often what we're dealing with. And usually yeah. what comes as a result of that is a lot more violence towards women. And, you know, like, uh, that obviously happens in Manhunter, but the dude's literally a serial killer. Uh, like the, the yeah, you expect it from that guy. Yeah. You know, it's, that's it's the kind of guy expected. you go. Yeah. yeah. He probably would hurt women. Um, but you yeah. know, Frank, he was, he was a dick, but he never put his hands on on uh jesse um and the same thing happens here with val kilmer and uh yeah he came close i thought he, he really close. oh yeah no he like he's he's yeah. and it's clear like there's always this other other thing going on there where like he's an addict he's addicted to gambling he's a junkie he's got all this shit going on mm -hmm. and she's getting tired of it you know like uh yeah that's but then that's gotta be a rough lifestyle Oh yeah. No, it's, it's just, he always, he always displays this tenderness towards the women and is like, cause, uh, there's that line that Val Kilmer does say to Robert De Niro where he goes, you, you know, he, he spits the classic, like, you know, never have anything in your life. You can't walk out on 30 seconds flat. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. it. You're gone. That's done. Uh, and he goes, Hey, the, the sun rises and sets with her for me. Mm -hmm. And like, that's, that yeah. is Michael Mann's attitude towards women in his movies. You know, like they are always put on a pedestal to a degree and they're always treated with respect more so than, uh, you know, uh, a, a Nolan character typically. Um, yeah, more used to, uh, progress the man story. Uh, yeah. women are, are in, in Nolan's story usually. Uh, and they're, one... it, hmm. They're know, almost I, used, they're, and they are used to a degree to strengthen mm. the stories of the men. Like that's, that's True. certainly guess, the like, case. They're still, but they're more supporting characters than they are devices to move forward. You know, mm -hmm. like, uh, the relationship between Al Pacino's, uh, Al Pacino's character, Vincent, and his wife in this movie, um, Diane. Uh, what was her name? Was she Justine? Justine. Yeah. Um, wow. There's, there's a much more real back and forth than just him dominating the conversation, dominating the screen time, dominating mm -hmm. what their relationship is, what it is, what it means, and everything. Justine is an actual character, and the same goes yeah. for Edie, and the same goes for Charlene. Like, they are all... At, like as important to this movie, like I'd say, all three of them might be even more important to this movie than Val Kilmer was. Chris, I mean, uh, honestly, he's cool, yeah. and like he he provides this really. He's actually used more to further Neil's story than any of any of the women in his That's life are. True. I would yeah, say he doesn't, um, he doesn't really have much development at all. Um, it's just he's just sick and addicted, and like even. Whenever like they're all like, all right, we got the heat. Like we should, we should really, we should really walk. You know, he's mm. the first to be like, nah, it's, it's, I it's, need this. This, it is the ju or is, is he the one that says like, no, uh, the Michael the is the one, one who says uh, it is the is action right. is the juice for him. Oh but yeah, like, it, uh, Val Kilmer's logic in this movie was just that like, I, I think there was oh. a point where he says Vegas in the Super Bowl, I swept me out. Like I, I need this. This is the last, this is the last one. Mm. And even he, after the bank heist, like there's this fascinating, he made it out with his life. He's alive. He is done. You know, like he, he does plan on going back to Charlene and that moment, 
that moment did oh. get me this time too. Oh, uh, whenever dude. she gives the little signal on the railing and her mm-hmm. eyes are welling up with tears and Val Kilmer, I give him so much fucking credit, dude. He is so goddamn good at acting and for a role where he doesn't get as much to choose. Like yeah. you are supporting Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. You know, you're not going to be the guy in the movie, you know? And, uh, but he makes mm. the most of the scenes he's in, man. Cause when his, when his face goes from that smile, seeing Charlene to oh. just breaking and then him turning around and being like, Hey, do you know where I can, you know, like, uh, yeah, like any fucking... places to rent around here. Yeah. What a yeah. question to ask a random person as well. You know, on the street, like, can you... I guess like it's, it's Vegas. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, I've never been. Is there. it Vegas or LA? Like. I can't remember where oh, it, it is. LA. But... It is LA. Yeah. I don't know why I said Vegas. Well, we go to, um... we go to Vegas throughout the movie every once in a while. And, oh, okay. You That's know, true. like there's a, he's like, you're on a flight back This is LA Vegas. This, you don't have jurisdiction here. And he's like, mm-hmm. Las Vegas police department takes you in. <laughs> we extradite you to New Jersey for transporting cigarettes across <laughs> yeah. state line. You know, that whole thing. So, so there is there is a place uh, jump. Um in that but, moment, uh, even um Charlene's like reaction of her sitting in the God. the room like waiting for him like yeah, you know, like Ashley Judd, man. She mm, is putting yeah, on. Dude. It was it was amazing because like you could she didn't say a word. You know, she was just sitting there just being like fuck, fuck, fuck fuck like because she thought she got away with it you know it's oh it's nobody it's not him all right check him out get the car and i was like no i was like no 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 like it's so weird that i'm i'm rooting for all of these people you know like oh, yeah. I, I, I don't care I, i'm not well, gonna and there's the actually cop. not a single person you're rooting against that's true because i am rooting for hannah as well um y- yeah you know you know that interaction mm-hmm. in the diner you know something is built we're building to a final Oh, Damn, yeah. that is oh, what from, is going to happen from that moment. I'm like, this movie can only end one way. I well, and like, that's yeah, the it's... thing is that like, in either way, you're actually going to be sad. You're going to be disappointed with the ending. If Neil kills Vincent, you're upset. If mm-hmm. Vincent kills Neil, I would say you're upset, but you might be a little less upset than you would be if, yeah. if Neil had killed Vincent. I think no, that thematically is, it just kind of tied it itself together gone. fancily there. Um, yeah, this is, this is the way it should have gone. You'd, you'd like the, I mean, like say he has to leave, um, Edie and then just go it wherever he's going to go. Like that's, that's not the ending you're really wanting, you know, mm-hmm. like if him just, I don't know. I, I feel like he's, he's never I'd really, put it all I don't behind think. Him. He, I don't think he'd really actually stay away anyways. You know, I, he, mm-hmm. he's, he's there. Once you're in this life, like nothing could be cool, you know, like, like you, that has to be the most exciting and adrenaline, like adrenaline rushing shit that like, if you were to try to live a normal life, you just, you just couldn't like the moment at the end of the killer. Like I bet, you know, uh, I bet he sits on a beach and he just like, has a moment of like realization when he's like, Oh yeah, no, no, this isn't for me. Actually, yeah, this no, fucking gotta... sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, like, and that was something that occurred to me that like, I can't even fathom the levels of adrenaline within you when, when he's running through the airplane field oh. and he hides behind the, like he's looking for the places to, to hide there's like five little structures and he's trying to decide which one to stand behind and then he goes there and he stands there for a few seconds and this is a testament to michael mann because and it happens with the ashley judd 
uh, scene as well. Whenever Val Kilmer is about to get pulled over and, you know, mm-hmm. she's waiting to hear. There's something that a lesser director and lesser editors would do to build tension, which is cut back and forth. The music swells. Everything's building and building and building and building up to a final reveal, like a final little thing. Um, the, with Ashley Judd, the camera just sits there with her and there are cuts, yeah. you know, like it, it cuts to the detective being like, all right, I want to hear about it. It cuts to Val Kilmer once he gets pulled over. But most of the time it just sits with Ashley Judd. And the same mm-hmm. thing happens with Robert De Niro at the end of the movie, whenever he is waiting and waiting and yeah. waiting. And, you know, there is no there is a score to that moment, but oh, it's yeah, subtle. It's it's yeah. much less intrusive than Manhunter or Thief's finale. That's true. Um, we didn't have one of those. I don't think. No, um, he definitely went with the more broad. And, you know, we are also almost a full decade removed from the last movie we covered. Um, from his filmography, because Manhunter was eighty six, if I recall correctly. Um, wow is, is is there any movies in between these ones? Yes, or... okay. yes, okay. I believe so. Um, Michael yeah, Mann did have, um, yeah, he had uh, the Last of the Mohicans. Uh, was also that was kind of a star making turn for Daniel Day Lewis. Actually, the Last mm-hmm. of the Mohicans. Um. Directed okay. by Michael Mann. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, a TV movie called L.A. Takedown and a TV series. He directed one episode of Crime Story. So between Manhunter and this, a TV movie, The Last of the Mohicans, and an episode of television. And then it okay. was like, well, let's get oh, back bam. to it. And yeah. He's like, all right, I think I'm ready, he says. Give me Al Pacino. Give me to – who's the lead in this movie? You know? Or it? Like, can you, is it Pacino or is it De Niro? Is this a, I would say, I would say we've got a double lead here. I don't think there is one you could pick over the other, you know? Um, I I was like, I don't think one is supporting the other really. I mean, they're both, they, I don't, I don't know if like how they decide that, you know, I mean, it's clear in some movies, but like, is in this case, like, I, I don't know if there was, I mean, okay. Four Oscars, it was nominated for. Um, I'm just wondering if. Oh, was it? Yeah, it looks like uh, nominee for best motion picture of the year. Um, oh wait, that says the Aviator. What is? Am I on a different movie? Oh, I'm just on Michael Mann. LOL. I'm on just Michael Mann's oh, uh, gotcha. four Oscar nominees. I was like, I'm looking at the awards, yeah. and I don't believe there are any Oscar no, noms for no. this. Yeah, I was just looking at Michael Mann. Wow, he's only got f- Michael Mann. Wow. Okay. Um, this did not get anything. Nothing. Not even a nom what? at the Oscars. For what, what? What was going on in '95? What the hell? Like Casino. What? Okay. Robert De Niro had quite the year in 1995. Okay. I believe Batman. there was also Batman Forever uh, with Val Kilmer. I don't know if that won yes. any awards at the at the no, Oscars. Definitely but... not. I mean, uh, seven. Ooh. Okay. So okay. this year is okay. the first time since. 1995 that Martin Scorsese, David Fincher and Michael Mann all release a movie in the same calendar year. Um, and so far so fucking good. Mm. Um, wow. You know, we got casino versus killers seven versus the killer. And now we're going to have heat versus Ferrari. So it's looking like 95 is going to be tough to touch, but killers of the flower moon really did a good fucking job at elevating 2023 there. 
Um, yeah, this is man, I, I can't believe it didn't get get any. I mean, because like even with seven and like in Casino, like still, like I know those are great movies, but like nothing from here, like at all. Not even a single nomination is kind of wild. Um, but like it's, I wonder. Um, like this cast is just so. Yeah, stacked. I mean, Casino only got nommed for best actress in a leading role for Sharon Stone. So, wow, it was. 1995 Oscars must have been cooking. Uh, Would that if... technically be the 96 Oscars? Or yes, like, it you look would. Up... So okay, yeah, because it said Forrest Gump and stuff like that. Let's see, Apollo 13. Okay, Braveheart. Okay, um, Dead Man Walking, Leaving Las Vegas. I mean, I've heard of. Obviously, Apollo thirteen and and Braveheart, but okay. Man, I, I mean, I'm believing that none of these uh nothing. none of these people got any noms there. Wow, yeah, that's that's a little. I mean, let's. See, I mean, best. Susan Sarandon did win actress <laughs> in a leading role that year. The best Deserved. actor. Guess who won? Nicholas Nick Cage, Cage, baby. Wow, Robert De Niro's not even on there, even for Casino. Wow. Batman Forever got nommed for cinematography, but this movie did not, which melts my fucking mind. Literally um, so confident that Batman Forever didn't get anything. I'm like, if if this didn't get anything, no shit, Batman Forever didn't get anything. Of course. Um, yeah, Kevin's... Oh, wow, Kevin Spacey, not even the seven role. Uh, the usual suspects. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, what the hell? Happened? Yeah, it's one of those examples where it's just like, well... I don't really pay. I, this is why I don't pay much attention. Yeah, I'm like, you know, it's nice to it's nice to tertiary, you know, like think about it, be like, oh, what what did this win? And then when you're like, oh, it didn't win anything. This is fucking ridiculous. Fuck the Oscars, you know, like, yeah. uh, wow. Yeah, no, this. I mean, this is a a dual lead that I think. both I mean, I don't I don't know who to give what, and I. I was going back and forth on who to give the performance and who to give the character because I didn't want to just give one. No, you know, no. Near both of them or Al Pacino, both of them. Um, I ended up going with Al Pacino's performance uh, because I thought it's just so over the top and just perfect. And I, I do like That's the calm collectedness. Yeah, I do like the calm collectedness of De Niro, but I think like I just got more out of oh, out yeah. of uh, Pacino's performance. But and then I, I gave De Niro the character as Neil. But, uh, yeah, this, I mean, them too, they just, I mean, it's incredible what they can do. And and you're yeah. right about, like, having the camera set on them. Like, in that last moment, like, De Niro's, like, he's, like, freaking the fuck out. You know, he's, like, <laughs> he's, like, I mean, he's still, like, knowing what to do. He's aiming very, you know, like, he's, oh, yeah. he's you know, what was he uh in the military? Or was it, Vin Hannah was in the military. Vincent was a Marine at some point. He was point. a Marine. Apparently, Val Kilmer might have or no he was just actually in the military i think i was reading some trivia where like in that uh the shootout after the bank when yeah he, the like, way he's swinging that toilet. thing around um yeah. homie's Apparently, a goddamn marksman i'll yeah. tell you that the way he's like putting the gun up and turning and bringing it down and bringing the gun up and turn like he i was like bro is effective uh like i mean he like it was clean yeah i mean it was it was awesome um but that, that's crazy is that you can say like val kilmer is like a Almost, I mean, I don't want to say a non-factor, um, 
Because he, he's no, still... his character, especially on a second viewing, he is a much more impactful character on the movie, and specifically mm-hmm. the characterization of Neil. Um, you know, uh, there is a lot to Neil that I really, really appreciate, and becomes very, very complicated over the course of the movie, where he does all this talking, you know, about mm-hmm. how you know never have anything in your life that you can't walk out on in thirty seconds flat. That's it. He can't even do that to his crew. You know, he can't, he can't even do that to Val Kilmer. He can't do that to Trejo. He can't do that to any of his guys because that, that's the, and that's the, uh, discretion and discretion there that makes him lose it. It's, it's not her, you know, it's not, yeah, no. it's not Edie, you know, Edie, that last moment with her, like looking at him, and him being like not saying anything and just leaving that's it's obvious he doesn't want to leave her he it, this mm-hmm. is the dissonance yeah. between what he wants and the discipline it's the discipline you know like uh, that's that's Ugh. the thing um oh that, that it's fucking hard to watch but the thing that led him here in the first place was that he could not let Trejo's murder go unanswered for yep. um got to take care of something and i was like mm-hmm. god Damn it! I knew you were gonna say that, and I knew you were gonna do it because obviously the movie's yeah, not it's, it's a fucking movie. You're not gonna get out of here. It's got free. So, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna go to New Zealand. I mean, I was. It was like a possibility. I'm like, whenever he's like debate, and like he starts to like kind of like the camera just focuses on his Dude. face while he's driving, you know, and he's just he's like, like he's contemplating everything, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah, no, he's he's going back, and he's um, like convincing himself that this is what he needs to do. He's like, you, you know. A, a a death in the movie though that I am completely okay with. Um, who's this guy? Uh, which was his name? Uh, it was a weird name. Um, the guy he kills in the hotel. Um, oh yeah, Wayne Row. Wayne Row by Kevin Gage. Please tell me he doesn't actually have these tattoos, right? Um, yeah, hopefully fucking not. I I really really hope that those tattoos are not real and this is just, you know, his time in prison. Um I'm looking I just want to confirm. Okay. Yes, it is only in the movie they are very fake. I can tell. Very, okay, yeah. Okay, thank God. Um uh, but when I, you know, great uh just I was waiting for this guy to die. You know, he also um, talk about someone who who does abuse women. Um, he is a serial rapist murderer. Yeah, holy shit! For one, and uh, I don't like what was he was just like. I'm confused as he just like seemed to join the job. Like, was he in it from the jump, or like was this like his first job with this crew? This was his first job with the crew, um, and okay. his only job with the crew. I okay. took it to mean that he was the one who had some sort of insider information about this thing, uh, okay. um, or he was the connection that got them to the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like a trial run to see if he was worthy of joining the crew. <laughs> as tryouts, um, wow! And they were very quickly like. Jesus fucking Christ, no! Yeah, um, let's let's off this guy. Let's uh, let's. Yeah, no, I made I made a little bit of a talk earlier about how Michael Mann does a good job and not, uh, you know, unnecessary unnecessary violence towards women. But uh, that one was a uh, that one was rough. Um, yeah, it's and maybe it's a little bit of a Tarantino thing of like ma- yeah. making someone do something just absolutely heinous so that whenever they die, that's, you're like, 
very good. Um, That's like, true because you know uh, the the coming to Trejo's place, killing his lady, yeah, and you know seeing oh, him oh. near death there, oh. it is it is enough to be like, oh man, this guy's got to go. But it's not enough for you to be like, like this is that is the life, you know, like that is the life they've chosen, and that was yeah. the danger of what they got into. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's not deserved by anyone on any end, but like there is a degree to that where you'd go, ah, Neil, don't, don't go off the deep end here and do something Mm -hmm. that's going to fuck up everything. But after he did the thing earlier in the movie, you're like, go kill this motherfucker. Jesus Christ, get him out of here. No. And like, and they even have the moment of the mother coming up and like hugging up and like oh okay actually fair enough i did i did cry there um i forgot about that one yeah that was like oh my god i was like and it was that moment that got vincent hannah my character um yeah if i had to point to one moment in the movie there are a lot of moments that get vincent hannah the character but this is Mm. i mean there's just a fascinating empathy to this Mm -hmm. man this like because he he says to his wife you know i gotta keep that angst it's what it's what keeps me right it's Mm -hmm. what gives me my edge you know but in the it's in moments like that that he shows who he is like what what is important to him and what he values and obviously it's important for the investigation to you know she can't she can't go touch her daughter yeah you know but it's more Um, of like but she also why is she even here you know, yeah. he's like, this is, she should, she should is, not be yeah, here. Is, it's because something here. heinous was done to her daughter, you know, like you can't, and the empathy to maintain, like, she, she can't see this. And the way he just pulls her into a hug mm-hmm. and nearly cries right there. With, there were moments in this uh performance where Al Pacino, he gets like right on the verge of tears and then like mm. like swallows them right up and yeah. it's fascinating to watch it happens multiple times and that was probably the main most impressive one to me yeah. um it's like he has to just t- he's like he's taking all the burden for himself you yeah. know and he can't he's like i i can't share it with anyone it's it's my burden you know it's it's you know what he does say i mean this is the scene i think yeah this is this is the scene where my line does come from but he's he's saying like what do you want me to come home and tell you that a uh, uh some junkie put their baby in a microwave to shut him up because they were crying too loud you know blah 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 and it's like okay maybe not that you know I, you could you could put it in a, you know some lighter terms but then his wife Justine delivers my line um and just a I don't know just a beautiful monologue the classic trope of of a a cop wife or detective wife that just you know yeah. no attention given at all but she says you don't live with me you live amongst the remains of dead people you read the terrain you search for signs of passing for the scent of your prey and then you hunt them down that's the only thing you're committed to the rest is the mess you leave as you pass through and then Mm. she even says what i don't understand is why i can't cut loose of you Mm. um which which wasn't interesting like into that conversation because i thought it was it was you know just the Wow, like she's getting no attention whatsoever. She's just trying anything she can to like get anything out of mm. hand, you know, like anything at all. Um and, and nothing's being given and and then that, that little twist there at the end, I was like, Oh, like 
I guess you know you, you got into the to the relationship in the first place. You know, there are like you're not just mm. gonna you, you, you like go with a detective or like you you're not just oh, gonna yeah. choose. And you know, that's the thing is uh, there are there are a ton of reasons why she can't cut loose of him. You know, he might not be a great partner, but he is a genuinely good man, and yeah. that's shown repeatedly. He's a better father to her daughter than the the biological father has ever been. How sad is um, that? He's never around, and he is still a better. Well, I guess the other guy's more not around. More not uh, around, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, he's. I guess not a not a. I don't know what this other guy. Do we ever see that guy? The no, other, never. Yeah, seen. Yeah. that's how absent he is. Is that he's not in the movie? <laughs> well, um, do they? Does he explain what? Like, I feel like he talks about him and says like why he's like he's just a piece of shit. Maybe he just says. Yeah, um, not like he does that piece of shit even know. Yeah, what's going on with his daughter, and it, and she's like, I don't know, like, uh, oh, but man, yeah, that that like the mo- like they're they're breaking up, you know. She even cheats on him on purpose, you know, like fully knowing what this will do. I'm like, I'm degrading uh, myself with Wayne yeah. here. I can't remember his name, but I, yeah, I but, poor yeah, that guy just had me to sit through that all. Like he's oh, like, man. no, no, sit down. Uh, fucking, I'm fucking very upset. Incredible. I'm very upset, Wayne. But you know, you can sit on her sofa. You can you can ball my wife, whatever. But what you can't do. Is watch my goddamn television set. You know, I love that. That's his only. That's like his only. That's the only thing he owns. Well, and that's what's funny too is that you know that that's not. Yeah, because I mean, it is his ex-wife's ex-husband's house. Yeah, yeah. So I love that. Like he's like that is the step that took it too far. You got comfortable and you started watching television on my TV and yeah, that yeah. I cannot abide. Yeah. Uh, Fucking my wife. I can, I can live with, I understand. I am a piece of shit husband. Yeah. Sitting on her sofa. It's expensive. Look at this house. It looks comfortable. But when, I, yeah, like, no, the, the one thing he owns, you know, that's, that's all he got. Ralph. It was Ralph. Oh, I just Ralph. said Wayne because it was yeah. some fucking <laughs> schmuck name, but, uh. Get the fuck down, Ralph! You know, like, okay. he's like, okay, fuck. Um, he's like, hey, Vincent, I'm so sorry, man. I didn't, it wasn't, he's like, brother, shut the fuck up for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love Al Pacino in this movie, man. And that was the thing is that I went, I went the flip side. I did go mm-hmm. Vincent Hanna character. Uh, Robert De Niro as Neil McCauley for the performance. Um, and it was, it was because of who is a, it ultimately came down to, I think Neil gets a more fascinating exploration as far as his dissonance and his, you know, uh, mm. Mm. his warring ideals, like what he wants versus what he has versus what he needs and all, all that. But mm-hmm. I think that the, there's no doubt that Vincent Hanna is the better, the better dude, the better man. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a, uh, th- there's the moment obviously when he finds Natalie Portman's character, um, in the uh, bathtub, whenever uh, he's uh, like, uh, you're going to you're going to be okay. You're going to be like, he's, he's pulling her out of the tub and he's getting, he's checking her and everything. And he's like, assholes shoot themselves every day. Not yeah. you, not you, not you, you know, not he's my like, girl. A, my girl. Yeah. When, and he walks in that hotel room. I didn't even know that like she was staying there with him. Like that didn't really click for me. But then I, I saw the like she is. Wait, like mean... no, like you mean Justine or Natalie Portman, like the daughter, Natalie Portman's character. Oh, because I thought at the hospital, um, Justine says like she chose you, you mm-hmm. know, sort of thing. 
Um, and that oh, was that like his Adam chose his you? place to do it. Oh my! Um, oh, okay. I thought it was like even through the separation, she's like still choosing to stay. No, yeah, that's like she cho- she father. knew, oh, and it's it's jarring oh. for the mom. She knew that it was it was the most aggressive call for help she could have possibly made. Yeah, she knew that if there was anybody who would save her life effectively, it was Vincent. And that's that's why I went with him as the characters, because there was also that layer to it. You know, uh, whenever he's running into the hospital, he's picked her up and he's like running in. He's like, we need a doctor. We need it. And he like he gives them all the rundown. Get yeah. her blah blah blah. Get start this out. Yeah, all all that stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah. This, I mean, he's obviously been around a couple homicides, oh, yeah. and a couple murders, and and stuff. So, dude knows what he's talking about. But like having to keep that while it's like composure. Oh yeah. my god! It in in like I in the hotel. Like I saw the water like out of the out of the mm. bathroom door at first, and like it 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 clicked like right away. I w- I instantly went no. I was like no. Yeah. No, 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 and and then he he walks towards the bathroom and and yeah, it's there. I was just like, ha huh, ha, huh. like I was like, no, I was like froze until like they got to the hospital, and then like finally, like whenever they just sat down, you know, like the nurse comes out, like they're gonna be okay or she's gonna be okay, she's stable. I was like, oh, okay, I was like, holy fuck, um, and and it was, I mean, yeah, what a, I thought I thought the movie was over at the bank heist. I thought that was the culmination of the movie. Literally. I'm like, oh my god, this movie's incredible. It could end right here. And I'd be right. satisfied completely. And I checked the time, and there's like an hour and a half left or something like that. And I'm like, what? I'm like... Yeah, like Whoa. an hour, hour 15, hour 20 by that point, yeah. And like, not to, to say that like, the movie's too long. It's like, I could have taken probably another three hours on top of this and been completely <laughs> okay with it. But like, yeah, it was... It was just I was like, "There's more." I'm like, in, in I don't know. I thought because Mike, you know, his previous two movies, they've always ended with this crazy sequence of insane. You know, it's just insanity going on, and then characters walk away from it. You know, that's I was that's what I was expecting. Um, it's not the ending I wanted because I was like, I, I really needed that the uh, the Hannah and, and Neil show off or face off. Um, like after that, di- yeah. The, I mean. I was trying to find another scene, and I, I think it's it's just kind of undeniable because I I even read I even read some trivia over it, and this is like what what signed De Niro. I think it was De Niro specifically. He was like, "This scene is like I am so excited for this scene that I'm like I'm taking this job," and this is like they didn't meet before, they didn't rehearse before. They thought it was better to just let them go because the characters don't know each other. And like, just, just let, mm. this was their first like interaction. Um, this is their first scene together ever. Obviously they were in Godfather two together, but this is their first yeah. scene one-on-one ever. Oh my God. No. It, and, it, and it just, I mean, you, you told me before the movie started, I think it was, maybe it was right when I started, maybe or right before you're like, you'll know when you get to the scene. And, yeah. like, I, they started talking for, like, ten seconds, and I'm like, this has to be it, right? I was yeah. like, this just has to be it, right? And yeah. they just keep, they keep going, and I'm like, god damn, this is there. No, just- yeah, it's undoubtedly the scene of the movie, man. Like, mm-hmm. uh, setting up this worthy adversary, you know, uh, in another life, 
you know, I think I could have got down with a motherfucker like you, basically, yep. you know, like, uh, yep. you're kind of, you're kind of dope. Uh, you know, I kind of fuck with you, dog, but you he know, now ain't the time or place. Yeah. He can have a cup of coffee with the, yeah. the number one criminal he is chasing, but he can't sit down with his wife and have dinner, you know, mm-hmm. or like, I thought, I thought it's just hilarious. He has like, he holds De Niro's hand. He has a cup of coffee with De Niro. He like, it's mm-hmm. the only thing he's thinking of. It's like, that's the person who is, who is like put up on a pedestal for him. It's like, oh, I can, I appreciate what you do. You're good. You know, um, I just, they have like this, this bromance a little bit, you know, it doesn't, it's not really both ways. Cause, cause Neil is like, yeah, I won't hesitate for a fucking second. You know, if you get in my way. Like I'm, I'm going to kill you. Uh, mm. It's, it's what I do. It is. Uh, yeah, if it comes down to you versus some guy that you are going, some guy whose wife you're going to make a widow, mm. I'm going to put you down every time. Yeah, the both, they're both not going to hesitate. You know, it's like, and from that moment on, I'm like, okay, when are they going to have this one-on-one battle? You know, it's it's mm. got to be one-on-one, right? And perfect that it's just in an airfield. Like just in an airport, I guess he's yeah. is he is Neil running towards his getaway plane? Like that's his plan is to probably kill. He's wanting to kill Hannah, but like get to hang whatever hangar his plane's at, or is his plane already gone? Um, uh, my money is that his plane is the one. Um, oh wait, no, a plane lands; it doesn't take off during that. There's scene. a bunch, a bunch that land yeah. and take off. I mean, it is an airport. Fair enough. Yeah, and I no, love I'm willing to bet. Oh my god! Uh, with a light I, he was supposed to get there, obviously, to catch a flight. But I think that uh, ideally, he kills. He kills Vincent, hops on his plane, gets the fuck out of there. You know, like it's the it is actually the perfect place for a getaway if you are going to kill a lieutenant in the LAPD. Uh, mm-hmm. Is is the airport where your getaway plane is about to fly off? Yeah. Um, and shit i mean oh i loved you know like in some i were like i watched some videos over like how, how people thought of the movie and some people were like how did how did vincent know exactly where to run and all this stuff and like he tracking him perfectly like um <clears throat> like if from the moment that neil leaves edie and starts to run you know like i loved that that vincent realized he saw the car with the mm-hmm. woman in it and he knew instantly before seeing neil was like that's who that was yeah this has to be it and he's sprinting i mean just running and it's just it's not that like people were like he he was neil i got such a a head start and like how could he find him it's like no it's just like he knows his prey so well you know like that's the whole that's the whole point you know like i don't know like i felt like it was he just knew who he was going Mm. for so well that like it's it's obvious to him, you know. Every everything was kind of obvious. Um, even the like the scrapyard and the the shipyard. Oh, the scrapyard. Um, the first, the very first time you meet his character after the heist, like the very beginning heist, and he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look here. This means this. Look here. This means this. Yeah. That's this, and that's yeah. that. You know. And he's just like, he's got that shit down pat. Like it's he's a wonderful, wonderful investigator. Um, mm-hmm. and the, there are a few other scenes, you know, the shipyards there where he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. We just got made, you know, yep. uh, trying all to right, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Trying to look around, see where he is. And, oh man, no, that was in the, 
they had the guys sitting up on top of the water tower and like listening into their conversation and they literally heard them say here's one escape route here's the other escape route and then they get down there and then they're like uh they were looking this way and then looking this way what could they be looking at that was the only part where i was a little confused as to like didn't they literally hear what they were saying or were those were those not cops that were up there were those those were cops i think the confusion came from there not being escape routes and the the place being nonsensical for a heist i thought it was just like you know over that yonder is that Mm. highway you know like obviously not right here what we're looking at but just yeah no i think that mostly what they were doing when they they were setting up to like figure out how to bust them if they know the escape routes they know where to set up they went there they couldn't make sense of what they would be stealing they couldn't make sense of how they would get out of there and that's when al pacino goes motherfucker you guys are fucking stupid you know like uh yeah Oh. You motherfuckers are so goddamn stupid. Man, uh, yeah. Uh, Michael Mann, he always loves to open up with a great ass sequence. You know, this is this is an extended one as well. Um hmm. and I was I was waiting. I was waiting for the horizon uh shot, you know, after this sequence. And it, it kinda does come. There's a there's a few um a few shots that mimic the uh two people sitting on a on a beach talking. Um hmm. I forget what the first one is. I think it might be Neil setting his gun down. I'm in like looking yeah. out the window and it's just by himself. Yeah. Um that's one of my shot candidates, just that I mean Oh fucking beautiful that. And and one thing I right when the movie ended, I was like, okay, I know this is like one of the all time like all time movies for me. I mean, this is obviously number one for man. Like it was already number one. But then I'm like, man, I don't know. I think Manhunter and Thief looked prettier to me. You know, I was like I, I felt like I noticed more shots out of those movies and i'm Mm -hmm. like yeah just visually i don't think this one was there and then you know after about 10 minutes of talking about that i go back and just scrub through the movie and i'm like i'm fuck i'm so wrong i am like (laughs) i'm so wrong it's like no yeah i was i was trying to be like and because i'm never going to be dismissive of one's opinion of a movie if you don't think a movie is good looking Mm -hmm. then i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny you that uh no, but I was no. like, man, I don't fucking know. As you were, no. saying, uh, I literally think it was just because of how much was going on in the movie. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, it's De Niro, Al Pacino. I'm focusing on their characters, focused, their performances. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, there's so much going on. And then finally, when I when I just sat back and was like, knew what the movie all was, and I'm just like going through. I'm like, oh my. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, no, there's there's that yeah. light blue light that man likes to use a whole lot. Like uh, yeah. it, it shows uh, in like at the perfect times. It's it's that moment whenever Val Kilmer and Char- Char- I guess I'm using Charlene. Yeah, I'm using character. I always say Pacino or De Niro and Val. I don't know. Yeah, it's just uh, you know that way. I know exactly who yeah. we're talking about, That's though. True. You know, there's um, no in question. That- in that moment, whenever they're leaving each other, light blue light there. Um, whenever uh, De Niro and and Edie are up on on like a hill talking about, like I think um, I forget what conversation they're having. Maybe just like you know, you can you can leave right now, or you can come with me, leave on your own, sort of thing. It's just mm-hmm. just these 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 com- like I don't know. It's it's beautifully shot, and I I ate my words so hard whenever I was scrubbing through and I, because at first I'm like, I don't know what shot I'm going to go with because at the end I was like, Oh, the final shot. It's very, I mean, it's, it's a Stor- visual storytelling wise, yeah. probably the most 
uh, affecting shot in the mm-hmm. entire movie. Yeah, the like it is there. It's the carrot. Like it's it's what the whole movie's building towards. Yeah. And then uh, oh, there's always part of me that's like I I hate choosing the end of a movie. I hate the obvious, the like the obviously, yeah. just that is the yeah. shot of the film because it and, is. I would say. Yeah. And that was the only thing that kind of kind of was was in my mind at first. And then I'm going back and scrubbing through, and I'm like, I see that him putting the gun down on the table, and then the slow pan up to to you know him just looking out. God, the way the, the Michael Mann plays with depth of field, mm. it's so fucking pretty. Like the way that that the gun starts in focus, and all we do is a slow pan upward. It's not like there's a zoom in or anything, but the nope. way the focus shifts. To being on Bob De Niro there looking out the window like, my God. And then beyond that, we get a cut that's like just the water and his face blurred out. And it's like, it's fucking gorgeous, you know, like uh, and there's there's a shot later on in the movie where I love the way that he is unafraid to let something obstruct the entire view of the camera Uh, whenever he does chase Edie through the through the field and we get this shot of like the sunset and the oh. reeds being like blurred and you see Bob De Niro and uh and uh oh I feel bad for not for using one character and one yeah. uh, actor Amy but uh, Brenneman. Br- oh. Amy Brenneman, yeah you see Amy Brenneman and Bob De Niro and he like kinda comes up and grabs her and he's like, No wait, wait, wait. But it's just one very quick shot. That's all it is and it's fucking gorgeous. And so mm-hmm. that like it's it's packed to the brim with just beautiful, beautiful visuals. I uh, I really, yeah. really enjoy the way this movie looks. Um, I don't know what my brain was on. Um, no, it, but it's I, just that with Thief and Manhunter, it was like vibes on ten, and a cool story is threaded in there. Like it felt like the emphasis of those movies, the, the yeah. focal point of creating those at all. Mm-hmm. Like the was shot, like, the visual experience is like the alleyway, the rain, you know, mm. slow pan down, and then like seeing, you know, just walk. Like it, it's a simple shot like that, but like it's it's very noticeable, I guess, in, mm. in those movies because it is. I mean, it's a lot slow. I mean, this movie's kind of like bang bang. Like there's just shit going on. Um, yeah. There's so much happening, and I don't know. It's crazy. It's a longer movie. And there, there are moments where you get to slow down and, and, and talk with characters, but, like, I feel like it's just – it like, you're kind of going. Um, it's the last, like – I'd say after – what? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of, like, the – because Trejo – yeah, maybe when Trejo gives, like, the phone call and says, like, I can't, you know, or whatever. Yeah, like, they're on, like a, they're on that, me like a cheap suit. Oh, that's before the bank heist. And I love how Tre- Danny Trejo is just playing Trejo. Yeah. Um, like, just you know everyone else has a character name you know whatever let's just trejo it's just perfect um should have just called him machete or something i don't know right (laughs) but but like i even that like that shot his death you know like the the decision to go outside of the house and show the flash of the gun you know instead Mm -hmm. of instead of just i don't know like it could have been on de niro's face or something like that I, i don't know or just kept it in there but that was like there was so many great decisions to to shoot the the things the way he did and I, dude there are some visual visual choices like that in and of itself like the progression to getting outside because it's not like we just hard cut out there from everything it, it mm-hmm. starts with his gun and focus entering frame 
the gun goes out of focus and it focuses on the window out there and then it's outside and you, you show the gunshot and it's like, God, this is like, I think we're also, a lot of it is like, he's really good at telling the story from the perspective of the characters visually. And this is, uh, Neil removing himself from mm. what he wants to oh. do entirely. Clearly, he doesn't want to kill Trejo. Yeah, he has, no. like, he has yeah. to. He's like, my poor, my poor boy. He's, yeah. he's going out sad here. Basically just begged me to fucking put him out of his misery. Like, yeah, yeah like my, he's like, my girl's gone. I can't feel a thing. Mm-hmm. Please don't leave me like this. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. And like, what a perform! Like that's the thing is that like everyone has their like Oscar kind of their moment, moments, like, yeah. And that like what a mo- like he's not actually dying there, you know. He's not mm-hmm. actually fucked up and injured. He's just laying there. But goddamn, did I feel like Danny Trejo was actually dying right there? Um, yeah, Danny Trejo is fucking good, man. Uh, he's a- yeah. It's crazy that like there are characters like that that are like. Just they're not in the movie a whole lot. They're just just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, mean Dennis Habert as uh, Donald um, Allstate. Are you in good hands? That was the like the one part of the movie where I was like, "Why?" I'm like, "Come on, you know." And it's it's the classic trope of a con that's doing. You know, he's he's doing good. He's about to get out. You know, and, and like who was the the character? Was that like his sister or like maybe an old girlfriend or like? Who was the the girl who came up to him and sat down and was like, "Come home," you know, or something like that? Like, I'm so proud of you. Um, oh, that's something... his lady. That's how I took okay. it. Um... That's what I. That's what I thought. Um, but like, you know, you had that moment of like, you know, things are going good for you know his job is shitty, but like at least it's mm-hmm. you know he's he's not not doing anything bad. And then and then De Niro's like, "All right, got a job. I need the answer right now. What do you say?" And like. I'm just like, God, I was like, from that moment, I'm like, no, man. I mean, like, well, that's the thing, though, is that like he. He didn't like where he was. He didn't want to be doing what he was doing. So it's hard to be like, you know, obviously it's sad. Like, it's it's shitty that he goes out the way he does. And that fucking sucks. But like, uh, you could make the argument he goes out doing what he wanted to do. You know, it's not something he had to do. It's not something that was state mandated something that he was forced to do because it has to, it has to keep him, yeah. uh, keep him clean on parole and everything. Like you got it. You got to be employed. You got to do all that, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. he's doing what he wants to do and it just happens to go bad. And, uh, and, and it sucks. It does. You know, that was one of those ones where it was like, ah, fuck. But that was the thing too, is that this movie did a lot of, um, epic badass look at what we do isn't it fucking cool um Mm -hmm. and it didn't show a lot of how dangerous what they were doing was um until that sort of shootout whenever Mm. like three of them die cops die like it's like it's a big fucking deal um yeah like at the beginning sequence like those cops die there you know whatever but like it was that was a clean in out like mm-hmm. like they, they weren't there was no real risk of getting caught for them really like it was perfection and then like even on the the next mission or next heist that they're doing um is this one like they're just trying to steal like platinum or, or like precious metals or something like that and in, in well, i think or... it's a vault containing cash at oh. the precious metals factory okay. gotcha um, 
Um, but that like, even that scene is like, it's just two, the, the two of them there, you know, I guess the one guy to, to turn the alarm off up at the, you know, light pole, whatever, but then it's just Val Kilmer and De Niro. Um, and, and I love that like thermal camera, um, whenever he like backs into the shadow, you know, and, and he's just stand and watch. But then that, that one cop sits against the truck with his, you know, makes the, the, the bang against the truck. Mm -hmm. And then De Niro just stares, just stares at the truck. And then you get this back and forth shot of Al Pacino and De Niro, just like looking at each other. You know, you have Al Pacino directly looking at the, you know, the camera footage. So he is looking at De Niro, but like De Niro is just looking at a truck, you know, like there's actually staring at Hannah there at all. But like it's it, what a moment that was, and then he's like, "We gotta walk now, like yep. we gotta go, yep. we gotta go." He's like, "I'm almost there." Doesn't matter, you know. We yeah. steal anything and we are fucked, you know. Like they'll let us go if we leave now. Um, kind of crazy, uh, and like it's what a what a shitty thing. Like you know, like they know for a fact that it is these people, you know. Like mm-hmm. there's no. If Sander butts about it. But they have but... no evidence that they've ever stolen anything. Like, you know, like they, they know the... they have to they yeah. have to catch them red-handed, or it's or it's nothing. There's nothing they can do. Because even Val Kilmer at the end of the fucking movie has a valid ID under a false name and a car registered to someone else, which is considered valid. And it's like they got the way to get away, you know, like that's if there is anything they've got on lock, it's that they can disappear in 30 seconds flat, you know, like that's that is true. that is yeah. what they can do. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, that was... no. Yeah, there's just there's so much there's so many cool uh, uh just filmmaking choices. And that was one of them. You know, it reminds me and I, you know, it's always funny to connect shit to Star Wars, but it reminded me it reminded me of Star Wars, like, you know, like a the like look at the camera and being like. Like mm. feeling like you're looking directly at somebody, you know, uh, like you, you sense you sense sport. that someone's yeah. there, you know, like a, like at the end of Empire Strikes Back, whenever Luke is like calling out to Leia and Leia, like there's like that yeah. fade cut to Leia and she's like, you know, like we got yeah. like they gotta felt go each other Where in that is. moment, yeah. you know, okay. it was it was so fucking cool. <laughs> I, I loved that shit. But uh, one of my favorite, like not only was my favorite scene, the diner scene, and it was because of just the character work in that moment, setting up the, the worthy adversary, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if that's the case then you know, we might as well do something. We might as well go and do something else. He's like, uh, I'm not much good at anything else. I, I, I can't remember exactly the thing, the thing he says, uh, here, let me, uh, yeah. get it pulled up because I just had the quote here. But, uh, regardless, during that scene, we start at a, uh, at a distance, where you can see in his entirety Bob De Niro sitting across from Al Pacino. And we, we do these establishing shots of Al Pacino sitting across from Robert De Niro, Robert mm. De Niro sitting across from Al Pacino. You can see their entire back at the beginning of the scene. And you don't even really notice it. That scene pushes in on their faces the entire time. Every cut back and forth, it is getting closer and closer and closer and closer to their faces. And it's just them closing in on each other and understanding one another. Um, 
Oh my god. Yeah, that's because it's like it's a long scene. Like that's like five minutes. It is it is a slow, slow push. Like it is it is just barely zooming in on them the entire fucking scene. Um oh and by god. the end of it, it is just each of their faces in frame when they are talking to each other. Because we get to that point wherever uh Neil goes, Yeah, it is what it is, pal. It's that or we both better go do something else. Um, and Vincent goes, I don't know how to do anything else. Neil goes, neither do I. Vincent goes, I don't much want to either. Neil goes, neither do I. And then they have that stare down for a second. And that's when there's like even more pushing. And, you know, Robert wow. De Niro does that little like. He like kind of nods his head and he's like, all right, motherfucker, you kind of nice with it. I, I, I fuck with you. And Vincent does the same thing. He's like, all right, you know, this is a. This bromance, is, this is know, a dude. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, man, I'd, I'd uh, in a different world, you know, we could we could have been. I really would have loved just doing laundry and taxes with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but man, you are. I mean, it's crazy how how close it gets. I didn't I didn't put that together, but like, what a perfect. A oh perfect, yeah. Again, the way that Michael Mann builds tension in unobvious ways, just ways that you are not even really clocking, but you feel more than yeah, anything. It's yeah, like subconscious. You you don't notice it. You're you're focusing on their conversation. You're focusing mm. on what they're saying, but the whole time you're it's getting more personal. You know, like exactly, it is, it is just them. And like there are shots like at the beginning where it's very wide. You know, and like it mm -hmm. shows like both of them and like the whole restaurant. You see all the people behind. It doing everything but then like they are the only thing in focus the people behind them are completely blurred mm -hmm. out whenever it gets close and that's like i mean it was already my scene and you're just you're putting the cherries the oh dude cherries it's it is top. the best yeah. scene of the movie like uh and there it's it's a movie chock full of good scenes like the fact that this movie with explosions and brazen gunfights and all this stuff and the thing that I can come away from it, like what we were just talking about, is that it is so subtle. Like the stuff that it does, it works on an almost subconscious level where you grow to understand these characters without them being like, and here's why I do what I do. And here's what I like doing. And this is why I am the way that I am. You know, like uh, mm -hmm. there's there's almost no fucking uh, exposition. It feels everything they say feels important. There's nothing that's like in here's us explaining away what we're doing here and why why this is happening. It's yeah. uh it's just incredibly, incredibly effective. And that, that slow push that I was talking about, it happens earlier in the movie in that scene between uh Bob De Niro and Val Kilmer whenever he finds him at his place and he mm. calls calls Charlene and is like, Hey, Chris is here. She's like, yeah. And he goes, why? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, uh, husband and wife stuff. And he goes, okay, I'll let him sleep it off. Hangs up the phone. Like, that's all. He's like, I'm not going to inquire further. That's enough. But then he goes and sits across from him. And again, we get this cool cutting back and forth. And just a slow, every time they cut to Val Kilmer, there's not a zoom happening. But every time we cut to Robert De Niro, there's a slow zoom happening on him showing that he is trying to get deeper and deeper into Chris to try and, you know, get him there. Um, Man is something. Dude, he's, he's good. Oh he's so God. fucking good. And I, then I, you get this full pullback, that full pullback to where 
the water's in the background. Both their heads are above the horizon or below the horizon line, which is just, oh, God damn, the fucking staging and blocking in this is goddamn brilliant. I love the way that he can, and it happens multiple times, obviously, but uh, mm. where everything feels like it's in the foreground, there, it doesn't feel like there's uh, layers. Yeah. It feels like everything's stacked and is mm. very two dimensional. I, I fucking love when he does that. Uh, it, it's crazy. Like, I, I, I never usually have the movie pulled up on the other side, like on the other screen while, while we're mm. recording. But like this one, I have to because I like, I did not notice any of this stuff while I'm watching. And like now, like I just, it's incredible. Like I, I don't know how any part of my brain was like, how is this not shot as well as Thief or Manhunter? You know, I was like, <laughs> what's going on here? And, no, and, and I, I, there's just so much more going on here. And that's really the bottom line is that, especially on a first, cause I loved this movie on a first watch. I did not gather that it was as critically well done as I did until the second watch. Like it's wow. It, this is genuinely one of my favorite and one of the best movies I've ever watched. Like it's, I mean, and I, I thought it was just the first time around. I just thought it was cool. I thought it was a badass long crime epic. Like that is what we were getting into. It's a big, like I said, brazen gunfights and explosions and badassery and a cool, uh, devil and angel versus each other. And they're very complicated, man. And it's just very cool. It's fucking good. The action is more of like a just like a supplement, just like a oh yeah, like it, and it it is done very well. Like that that bank high scene, like out out on the street, like I was like it was very loud. Had to turn it down. I mean, gunshots are just gunshots. Oh yeah, I had um, to turn down the movie multiple yeah, times. Um, but but like the the sound of it was very like just insane. Like it was warfare. Like it was just it was crazy what they. Like what was it? I I don't know if I've ever seen a, a an action scene quite like that. Like that was, I don't know. Like I'm trying to like in Nolan in Dark Knight Rises. Whenever Bane, I was and going Batman to say the best thing you can compare it to is the Dark Knight trilogy. Like I'm like, but like even then, like I'm I'm thinking of a, a battle that just happens like on a street where it's chaos, and in the Dark Knight Ride, I just remember like Bane and Batman. It's like all the convicts against you know, it's just all like full out war that's going on, and that is like it's not like this. I think blows that out of the water. Like it's not even close. Like I don't think like this was just the action, like the cutting back. Like it's it's you you cut back between all the different like the guys that are you know. You see, oh, what's that one guy? Um, that's not Val Kilmer and not De Niro. Uh, just the one white guy that pulls, that holds the kid, that picks up the little girl. Yeah, Michael. Then, ah, Michael. Yeah, and uh, just gets shot right in the dome. What a damn, uh, Al Pacino. You had to be pretty dude. And again, just one of those moments where he's doing like whenever he when he scoops up the little girl, he's like, "It's okay now." I got you. I got you. Like the presence you have to have because there is nothing on the surface to a little girl that is different about the dude who just picked her up and the dude who is picking her up thereafter. They both have guns. One of them just shot the other guy. Like there is every reason for her to still be frightened whenever Mm -hmm. Al Pacino picks her up. 
And it seems like he was like, he did everything he could to immediately soothe her. Yeah, he and that's, ran that's like, away. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. get away from this and yes. be like, yeah, everything is. And that's, that's the best thing about Vincent Hanna's character is that he understands how fucked up everything he deals with on a day to day basis is. And he wants, he wants nobody else, Mm. nobody else who hasn't signed up for that to ever have to see what he sees. And like, that's, it's just Mm. probably. And I, I've said this multiple times throughout, you know, throughout our, our road here, our road here, but probably all time favorite movie cop. Vincent. This Hammer. one, I mean, it's it's kind of. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, like, there's Jim Gordon, but like that's like a con. That's like a a whole different kind of thing. Yeah, it's comic. Like if, as far as one movie. Came in, did their fucking thing, and that was that. This Man, hard yeah. to top Vincent Hanna here. Yeah. No, no, that was, it was, he was amazing. I mean, and, and like how, like the rest of his department, like they, they know that he's like the guy, and like, but even like, uh, whenever he leaves and storms out, like, ah, he's gone, you know, and he's like, how do you know, you know, or voyage, motherfuckers. Whatever. And they're just like, well, yeah, I mean, this, that, they just let yeah. I'm gonna sleep for a month or whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. go to my hotel and I'm, I'm gonna go to sleep for a month. And it's, he's just just felt defeated there. And like I, it's he was. I I don't know. I, I'm glad they didn't go the coke route. And like it's just more of a he's in this life. It it is just mm-hmm. who he is because you don't need to add another layer of addiction. No, no, at all. This is the addiction. Like it, yeah. It, he, the same way that that I think Michael said, like it it is the juice, you know, it, it's not the money, it's the juice. It's like the same for him. Like this, this is the juice for him. The the chase, the the all like all of it together. It's mm. it's what he what he lives for. It's what he's committed to. And and just I don't know that like there. I don't think there's any any other way to end this movie. Like I think ne- like Neil needed to die. Like. Um, I, I, I wanted him to escape and I wanted like, oh yeah, you want that for him, but thematically the way to conclude, because even in that diner scene, again, I'm not going back. Yeah. You know, like in that moment, what he's saying is I will die sooner than go back to jail. He's like, I, I will either keep stealing and keep or and whatever, or I will die trying to do it. Uh, there's, there's no in between. He's, uh, and probably fair enough. I'd say once you go to prison, uh, I'd say you, you'd really never want to go back. Yeah. That's, 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 uh, especially after living this life that he's living now, you just, Mm. he's, he's already, he already seems very stacked. Um, and, and even like, uh, whenever, like there's people, uh, that are like, oh, we got to get out of here. And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. Like I can set you up. Uh, like, yeah. I don't, just don't worry about it. Like, this I, I is got what you. he wants to do. He, the only person in this movie who needs money is Val Kilmer. Yeah. And it's because he gambles it all. It's because he gambles it all away. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's like, he's already set. Like, and even, and, and that's right. Because whenever they're like, we should walk, um, 
Neil is is talking to Michael and he's like, "Hey, like you you got everything you need. You got bonds. You got all this stuff. Like yeah, if, if I, I were you, I dip. Yeah, I'd but get really, the fuck out of here. Really, if you were him, would you dip though? You know, are you sure? It's like sure, that's the right advice to give, but he knows you are in the exact same situation, Neil. Yeah, and at first he's like, "Oh, Neil, I, I ride with you. I do whatever you're gonna do." He's like, "No, you got to do me. this yourself, brother. It's on you, man." And uh, yeah, it was. A perfect, like it, just that you know, one last job, or you know, and and just never getting out of the game. It's never going to be enough, you know. It's they're they're in that life kind of forever once you start, and and I thought I thought it was it was just handled perfectly throughout the whole movie of uh, like the the sense of getting out is there, like there there is a real reality of them mm. being able to leave. Obviously, we talked about it earlier, like. The ID that Val Kilmer had, the car, like, and, and even whenever Neil is about to leave, uh, he called, like, he already had a way out, but then he's like, I need a new way out. How can I trust it? I don't know. And like, it's set up perfectly for him. Everything's there to go, ready, right. um, whenever they want. And, and what, a, yeah, what a cool role. Oh, what's that guy's name? I only know him from the Transformers. Um, he plays like the, the, like, I don't know. Oh my God. Let's, yeah. John Voight. Is it Voight? Oh, John Voight. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I've only like really seen him in, I don't know, have I seen him in anything else? I don't, I'm not sure, but like, I know that he was in Transformers, I'm pretty sure, as like a general or something like that. Most recently, um, what, I mean, John Voight is a storied, storied actor, yeah. very, very long, big career, uh, Mission Impossible. No, it um, was, it was National Treasure. He plays Nick Cage's dad, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. you imagine. He okay. plays, uh, the... Uh, spoilers for the first Mission Impossible, the villain mm-hmm. in Mission Impossible, the guy who ends up being the villain. Um, okay. yeah. uh, most recently, I watched him in Holes. Um, he's the guy who kind of runs the work camp, basically. Um, not the warden, because yeah, yeah. that's the Gorney Weaver, but um, Man, Mr. But Sir, as, I think. Seen him as like this, uh, he kind of reminded me of the Whistler in uh in blade mm, yeah um, just the look like the hair uh like i i, I don't know this was a just an, a, a crazy look for him but I, I thought it was perfect kind of like the uh in was it the yeah what was that guy in thief the guy that you know just kind of the the top dog that set everyone up but this guy was way cooler like he yeah, was right. like he was like just chill i don't know he 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 was the seasoned veteran i feel like this is ne- what neil wants to get to wants to ascend to yeah yeah this that's like the top position. Uh, you just setting everybody up, and you take. The but cut there's no action in that. You yeah, know, he doesn't true. get involved. That's you know, true. that's a, this is he watches from mm. the sideline. He sets everybody up. He gets his cut, and that's that. That's you fair. know, and Tom Noonan did have that. Did have a teeny tiny role. Just showed up. That was Francis oh Dollarhide. God. One scene sets them up. It just floats. You know, and I I, yeah. I know how to grab it. You know, there it is. How do you know these numbers? Like. Oh, uh, I don't really guess. Uh, I just actually I get the straight up data. Uh, I know exactly. Yeah, the thing how is, is that bro knows how to knows how to use computers in a time yeah. where using computers is a is a exactly impressive yeah, no, impressive skill. There was like no security back then, and I love like the the terminology they use. He's like, yeah, he's already got the schematics. I got the I got the board that can plug straight into the CPU and override all the security. And it's like. I don't know. I love like they even go in the parking garage, cut that hole out of the ceiling, you know, plug the thing in. They have like the the plans, like all the electrical schematics to like where to plug it in, or wherever. Yes. Um, oh, ah, dude. I don't know. It's fucking great. 
Yeah, no, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, how about, you know, that, that seems like a problem, right? But what if, <laughs> what if we control it so that it shuts down by itself 20 minutes 20 before? Minutes. Yeah. Oh, it was part. Yeah. And what a, what a switch up of a character to go from crazy serial killer, whatever the fuck he is. Kind of shows the... you that Tom Noonan's capable of, uh, dimensions here. Uh, even if it is just a tiny fucking role, it was, uh, it was a pleasure to see him. Um, be sane, you know. Um, from from heat to collateral, is there another role like this? Is there another big to small? Um, to I role do not recall. Um, I don't think so. Um, okay, we'll, to, we'll just we'll keep an eye. Out. I'll keep an eye out, you know, while watching. But I love this this little continuation of just actors that are are just popping up from from movie to movie. Um, but yeah, that. I don't know, and, and that there's a shot. Um, oh, is this okay? No, it isn't. I thought you you might have gone with this. I didn't want to steal the thunder. Um, hmm. But a shot where it's after he talks with them, uh, and then, uh, what's his character name? Yeah, Nate John Voight. He it just uh, Neil and and Nate have this little conversation out on the road, and you just Dude. see all the way down like. They're, they're on like this outer road. They're a, like super high, like elevated, but then in the, the background, way. it's just a highway. Um, <laughs> perfectly like in line with, with them. It's, oh, dude. It Have was you ever like, seen Uncut Gems? No. And okay, I, well, there's a I've line heard, in it. I, so. I, when I watched, I went on a little Michael Mann tear a couple months ago, watched this Thief and Collateral. I watched that, like those three movies in a matter of two days, and that was, that was what I did. But, uh, over the course of watching those movies, I, I tweeted something a couple months back that was like Michael Mann when he's scouting locations and finds a place elevated above a city with lights in the background. Uh, and it was a, a line from Adam Sandler in the movie where he goes, holy shit, I'm going to come. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Looking at that cat, that cast is is Kevin Garnett in The Weeknd show up. In yeah, there. Kevin Garnett's actually really fucking good in that movie. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, hey. Uh, but yeah, man. might be might be one. Uh, it was the first movie we ever covered on this podcast. Actually, me and Tavares went and hey. saw it in theaters, came back and discussed it. Um, okay, but, wow. uh, but yeah, uh, that was like episode thirty something. But it was like New Year's Eve, twenty nineteen. So it was a long time. Is it more ago. of a comedy or more of like an actual? Is it like oh, a that's uh, if you're um first viewing, there's a really good chance that if you're prone to panic attacks it'll trigger something for you um going on in that movie it's, it's like, just chaotic as shit like oh, uh, wow. and maybe yeah. not maybe not if you're not in a movie theater like the sound design is like there's always so much happening uh <laughs> they work in like this it, adam sandler works in this jewelry store where like uh, people are always talking. He's always talking to somebody. So you hear a lot of overlapping voices okay. and it's really hectic and chaotic. And I remember really like good. I looked at Tavares about like 15 minutes into the movie and was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know, I was like, God wow. damn. Uh, okay. But regardless, uh, that was a that was a fun episode. And actually, that's still the only time I've watched Uncut Gems. So if mm. you want, I'm sure my opinions haven't changed that much because I haven't seen it since. <laughs> Um, that's, that's yeah. far, far back. Um, yeah, it's not for a lack of wanting to, but simply for that fact where I said it, it's triggering if you're prone to, uh, anxiety. 
Not um, much sensory overload here other than the, uh, like, ba- after the bank heist. I mean, that was just a lot. That was a lot of gunfire. That, and it yeah. Was, um, I mean, and obviously. I mean, like, it's it's a moment where I expected it, you know. I oh, wasn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah. wasn't like, oh, I, I wish these guns were a little quieter um, in this in no, this, no. this scene. Um, but, yeah, I... I that was the only other thing where like the only other scene where I was maybe thinking of going with just because of like the logistics and everything behind getting that to to play out. Like I no, mean, the like, filmmaking is fucking incredible. Yeah, it was, this it was uh, this movie was made with like never once, never once in this movie did they use a sound stage. Everything is everything is on wow. location wherever right they there. are. They are there. Um, That's awesome. That is incredible. Yeah, I guess like, wow. Even the like usually in like uh, scenes where you have a a big crash or like like I'm thinking of the opening sequence where just that dump tr- or the was it a garbage oh, yeah. truck or like a, I don't know what kind of truck that was, but just slams into the the mm-hmm. like a vault car. I don't know what to call those bank car bank yeah, Brinks truck. Yeah, um, but like even then, like usually, like you, they probably you mean like they didn't add any sound effects or like anything in. Or no, like, I mean uh, th- that's uh, a soundstage is like a, it's like what they shoot every Marvel movie on, um, like a a a lot with a blue screen is basically what I mean. Um, okay, I got you. Yeah, now they you. they almost certainly fucked with the sound design. I was gonna uh, say I was like, wait a minute! Every sound, like, there's no sound effect. Like, there's there's no like. Uh, I'd be willing to bet like, that a lot of it's pretty authentic. Yeah. Anywho, like, uh, I mean, I'm a, I mean, they they really crashed that truck into like they really like they really. I don't think there's any way to to fake that one. Um, and like, even like, man, is is Al Pacino? I wonder if he drives like that in real life. Dude is just uh, on coke. Looks like he's driving on coke. Uh, dude was un like he pulled out a parking lot so fast he I, and like whenever he kicks his TV out the door he like just mm-hmm. on his brakes at a at a stoplight and he looks at his TV he's like fuck this TV you know why just the only just I, it's broken anyways why the fuck do I even still have it um and I love the reactions of the people on the bus stop just like what the fuck like what just like why I don't okay um and and even him this like is fucking crazy. I'm reading more of the trivia. That scene involving the shootout after the bank robbery mm-hmm. is uh, sh- is shown to United States Marine recruits to properly display an example of how to retreat under fire. Huh. Huh. Okay. Yeah, there there's some there's some real some real shit going. I mean, it did feel more real. Like it just and Val, yeah. And Val Kilmer was thrilled to learn that specifically him changing his magazine is shown to Marines to show how to change a magazine. Damn. So, oh wait, I I think I I might have just glanced over that. So he's not an actual he's not ex military himself, Val Kilmer at all. He's just actually like that. He was just oh. like that, and they were like, "Yo, that's how you fucking do it." Like the United States Marine Corps was like, "That's it, um, that's the one." Oh. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like he went to Juilliard. I don't think he ever. Yeah, yeah it doesn't no. look like he yeah, ever. No, 
have at all. Yeah, on his Wikipedia page, I, I'm searching military, and it says, um, gained acclaim for the military action film Top Gun. Uh, so that's the only time military shows up. I'm assuming it would show up. Um, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But, uh, so, okay. Yeah, no, I, I just, I put... I read that I read over that trivia too fast and then yeah. I just No, that it's even Marine. crazier than that. He was never a Marine and it's shown two Marines to show how to change a magazine. Or at least it was at one point. Uh I might join the military just so I can watch Heat again. Yeah. Um, I mean I can do <laughs> that like, on hey, my own. Um, I'm I'm uh, enlisting, but is there any chance I could just, you know, watch the movie and just be done? Yeah, like I I mean I I don't know how to shoot guns or really anything at all, but I feel like this movie would really give me a good lesson, you know. I feel like I, it I would give me an idea. Uh, and then it deuces. I'm out. I'm out of there. Um, after after this this movie's over, but uh, yeah, that that I mean, just an incredible. And I, I'm I'm I want to look into like the breakdown of how how they did that, just because um, it, I mean I'm assuming yeah they they shut down the street and everything, but like the the bullet holes and all of that stuff um, was just like, they were, they were showing up like in the middle of all the action. And I'm, I'm assuming they're already there, but like, I don't know. Like sometimes they looked a little too, I don't know. Like they, I wonder if like, maybe those cars just are are actually not, they don't have any bullet. Like, I wonder if it's VFX or I wonder if, if, uh, I don't know. I, w- I wonder how they did that because I, I mean it was just impressive. I mean that was the only reason I was going with with like that for the other choice for the scene is just how impressive it was. But the diner, I think, is is just uh, I mean yeah it's 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 the movie. It is what the movie is 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 all about. It sets up the ending so perfectly, and uh, I I can't, that is crazy that that is their first actual time acting yeah. aside each other. Yeah, um, I mean they're just two powerhouses, and by this point, two certified legends for twenty years plus. Um, God, dude, yeah, like, thank you, thank you, Michael Mann, for finally yeah. getting them together. Um, and make, I mean, like, wow, what a movie to put them into. Um, yeah, coming off the like, Irishman a few weeks back, it's just so fascinating to watch them. You know. <laughs> I, I want to watch the God. I want to do a triple feature of the Godfather two heat and the Irishman where it's like 20 years, 20 years, 20 years, uh, as far as the split is concerned. Um, yeah. like they're not even that much of a duo really, you know, like you said, like they're an iconic duo, but like a duo you would think would have like 10, you know, or Robert like De Niro and Joe Pesci are a fucking duo. That, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they are in movies together. You know, um, that's yeah, yeah, Raging that's Bull, true. Goodfellas, Casino, like uh, The Irishman. There's a, there's a bunch of movies with Joe Pesci and De Niro. Um, I think people think of them as an iconic duo just because of their just their status. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. they are the movie stars during. You know, just they they just are. I'm That's the power if... of the Godfather too. Yeah. Frankly, you know, like <laughs> yeah, if you were they were the in that together and they were like, "Is anybody ever going to be as good as Al Pacino and Robert De Niro?" Uh, like that's something that I am so thankful for the uh, Scorsese spotlight that we just did. Um, mm. Is that Robert De Niro? 
might might be my favorite actor of all time now. Now that we've done that, like when I was watching this, I was just every time he was on screen, I was like, my God, he is masterful because he leans more into that subtlety that this movie mm-hmm. has to offer where Al Pacino does the more brazen over the top shit. Mm-hmm. Um, there are just so many moments with him whenever Val Kilmer is, you know, he's having surgery done on him uh, and, in that, in that back room somewhere. And he like mm-hmm. leans over him. And he's like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. You know, like we're, we're going to be fine. Everything's going to be cool. Like, and it's in those moments that it's De Niro's performance that really gets across just how much he loves his guys, you know, like those, that's his team. That's his family, you know, uh, God yeah. damn, is it good when he's sitting at that table with uh, at the beginning at that dinner and everyone's got their girl, everyone's got their lady, and he's just looking around and he's like, "Man, you know, like, is all mm-hmm. this worth it if I don't have someone to share it with?" And then he immediately goes and makes that call to Edie. Um, mm. Yeah, that's... just a just a fantastic it's... performance on his part. It is like. Even though I ha- I have been saying the scene is undeniable, like the it is just the diner, like it's it is crazy how many other choices like it take the diner if you could just take the diner out if that scene didn't exist, it would be beyond difficult to like choose oh, yeah. the next like the runner up, um and it's it is just these these little moments where the actors just perform their asses off and they're like they're so in character I don't know like it's it's crazy that. It is Val Kilmer, it is Robert De Niro, it is Al Pacino, like all these big people, but I am like, it, it fades away, like in the movie, like I am, I'm seeing their character, and that's that's so mm. hard to do whenever they're up it's to the names status. like this, yeah. yeah. Um, and especially now that like, this is 95, and we, we they've grown even more, you know, like they, they've become legends now, you know, like if they weren't already, I don't know, uh, legends by Godfather standards, I guess, they're probably already Already big, you know. Already uh, certified, but yeah, now it's yeah. now it's two legends colliding. Like yeah. the movie was marketed as this is Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Uh, you know, like fair. Yeah, I didn't think about that. This coming at this would be insane to see. What 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 would be the equivalent of that today? You know, what that's that's that. I don't know. I don't. I mean. Killers of the, the Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Because that was like Al Pacino and Scorsese again, but this time under I guess, Scorsese. Which I guess was, like Killers of the Flower Moon was sort of close. You know, you had like Leo and, and De Niro. Where, did yeah. they ever together or was that their action was that their no yeah leo and de niro had never been on screen together so i guess i guess that um, might it might be the the closest comparison we can make um but yeah the irishman probably the next one after that so them again um no yeah, but I, I mean like as far as movie stars movie stars today i mean i gotta guess al pacino and de niro at this time were late 40s you know um I I don't even really know who that would be like now. He was he was fifty five. Al Pacino was fifty five. Okay, so De Niro was actually De Niro. God damn, is he almost sixty? And De Niro was fifty two. De Niro's younger. Than oh, De Niro's younger than Pacino. I thought Pacino was old. Uh, I thought Pacino was younger, but Al Pacino was fifty five. De Niro was fifty two. Man, wow. yeah, no. Uh, 
by no means old, but I thought for sure forties was was what I was looking at. But yeah, I mean, if De Niro was born in forty three, forty two, forty three, um, yeah. yeah, Al Pacino is eighty three right now, which would make De Niro eighty. So, yeah. Yeah. geez, or um, if his birthday's happening this year, I'm not sure. But uh, nah, man, man, that's uh, goddamn, yeah, uh, yeah. But like for like that's that's Leo and somebody else like i mean i guess if we were gonna get a movie with like leonardo dicaprio and like joaquin phoenix you know what i'm saying like uh it it would be it would be a moment but it wouldn't it still wouldn't be robert de niro and al pacino you know like that's the thing is that i don't think there's an equivalent there is no modern equivalent Yeah. yeah it's just you know, and maybe maybe it'll happen in another forty years or something. But yeah, this is—I don't think it's a very common occurrence at all. This, I mean, if we're being for real, if we're going off of the like they were in a movie twenty years ago together, and tw- uh, twenty years later they're reuniting, and it's going to be at Leonardo DiCaprio and Matt Damon, The Departed. You know, mm. um, that that yeah that. That'd be kind like, of a moment, you know? Yeah, That'd be a little bit of a something. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Leo and Matthew McConaughey were making a movie together and we got to build on that Wolf of Wall Street stuff, um, that would be pretty awesome. So, like, you know, like I, I said, there's no... And, again, there's still no real equivalent, uh, but there are there are some cool options, you know? Um, mm. Man, yeah, this... I was... I was ready for this one when you told me it was, like, Thief plus Manhunter. You know, this oh, is... Yeah. What you, what you got out of those? And I already lo- I loved Thief and Manhunter. I was already like in. I'm like, man, Michael Mann is surprising me. I was oh, I was like out of out of all the directors, I was like, I guess it's because I, I'm just the least familiar with mm. his movies. But I was like, when we get to him, we'll get to him. You know, like I, I've never seen yeah. anything. I'm like, okay, like sure. But like even Fincher, I like I was looking forward to Fight Club and yeah, and uh, yeah, and and all like movies that I have seen before. But this in this case, I haven't seen any of them. And yeah, I will say, uh, for me, this is the peak. Um, we're getting down more to, and don't get me wrong, I love Thief and Manhunter, but we're, we're, we're nearing more Manhunter territory for the next two. Um, hey, I mean, and for Collateral, I, I love Collateral personally. I'm excited yeah. to rewatch it with these behind us in a critical, you yeah. know, with a critical hindsight. You know, I work, first time watching them, I'm just like, Whoa, Tom Cruise, Jimmy Fox. Whoa. Um, I guess Tom Cruise might be that guy now. I guess he could be Tom Cruise. Ooh, and Tom Cruise if and Tom Scoot. Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio were in a movie together, that that might be Pacino De Niro. That, level. That <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, what movie would that be? I don't. I don't even know. That would be. I don't know what kind of movie because, like, he's more of an act. Yeah, it'd have to be kind of like a like this. Um. I don't know. It, it. I don't know what it would. Yeah, but the, mm. I. I mean, there's no stacking up to. I mean, two two goats. Um, I have a game. I have a question that I hadn't really considered because when we outlined this project, um, it was pre some recent stuff. Okay. Um, Jamie Fox wise. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any chance you'd be interested in replacing that movie with something else? Which movie is he in? He's in Collateral. He's in both. He's in Collateral and Miami Vice. Oh, interesting. Um, 
yeah, that's just man, what a sad. It would just, like, yeah, I, it's really fucking disappointing. I was talking him up. I'm like one of the most yeah, talented not like, uh, in Hollywood. And then like, I've always loved Jamie Foxx. And the fact that that, like, what a fucking disgusting turn of events. Like, and it's already like done. It's art. Like it's been as he, like, I know there's the allegations and everything. I just, I haven't, I saw that. Oh, there's allegations. The thing that came with it is like a, a laundry list of witnesses. And that's the part that's like, okay, yeah. Um, damn it, God, damn it, dude. Yeah, I, I don't. I as far as the other movies, I don't know. I mean, I, I literally have not seen a single man movie, so I don't even know what to replace them with. Well, the next one in his filmography, The Insider, is a Russell Crowe Al Pacino movie, which sounds pretty intriguing to me. Um, I, I do enjoy the idea of that. It's also got Christopher Plummer, who I, who I enjoy a great deal. Um, and then I guess we could continue the tradition of covering the most recent In Miami movie. Vice? Wow. Is he? Jamie Foxx? Yeah, he's in Miami Vice. Oh, I'm looking at the TV series. Um, yeah, okay. God damn it, dude. Yeah, that blows. That just really blows. Yeah, Jamie Foxx was in Ali, Collateral, and Miami Vice, a close collaborator of Michael Mann for three straight movies. Then Public Enemies has Johnny Depp, so we'll skip over that one. Um, and we'll we'll head to Black Hat, his most recent movie, led by Chris Hemsworth with Viola Davis. That's a good one. That's a dub. Um, and it looks like a pretty, uh, you know, not not a lot of people I'm familiar with. But uh, I guess I want to go on the flip side here. Should we let Jamie Foxx ruin the select? Like, is Collateral and Miami Vice, like, are they better movies? Should we let him, the outside, you know, his real life ruin? No, right. Um, sort of I would say that if there's a movie we keep of the two, my vote's Collateral. Um, I, I do enjoy Collateral a, a great deal. Um, okay. uh, and granted, I've never seen Miami Vice, but the insider from the outset is just intriguing to me, Al Pacino and Russell Crowe wise. Um, hmm. frankly, be... any chance I can get to get more of those two, I'm very down for it. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'm cool. I'm cool. I haven't seen any of them. So like I was, I'm looking forward to all of them equally. Um, there's no, like any heat was the only one that, uh, that was kind of built up. So it was the only one I was kind of looking forward to a little more, but as far mm-hmm. as the next ones, I, I don't have any, well, then uh, my vote is that we, we cut down on it. Mm-hmm. I say we cut the, cut the Jamie Foxx intake in half. Um, and we okay. eliminate Miami vice maybe and do the insider okay. and collateral. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it does um the insider would come first and then collateral. Yeah, collateral would be okay. the last movie we cover prior. Okay. Then yeah, I I'd say let's do that. Um of course just people have to ruin great things. Yeah. Um, but maybe who knows, maybe this will be a uh 
a nice change. Maybe the insider will be uh, one that will hey, surprise the I hell mean, out of us. I mean, Russell Crowe and Al Pacino, man. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much, how wrong it can go. Yeah. Know? Seems um, pretty fine to me. Um, but, anywho, sorry to go off on a little bit of a planning tangent there. Just wanted to be transparent with everybody that uh, not hot on Jamie Foxx at the moment um, and probably never will be again, which really fucking sucks. Um, What a disgustingly heinous act. Hollywood Um, is just fucked up. It's a different world. It is. Um, But but I do have a couple favorites. I do have a couple favorites I still haven't gone over. Mm-hmm. And that's just my shot and my line. Uh, my shot is Edie and Neil kissing on her balcony, um, overlooking the city. Um, mm. just oh. I, the, I don't even know exactly what it is he does with the camera that makes shit look like that. But my God, is it fucking gorgeous? It stood um, out. That was, I mean, very standout. Um, every, t- every time they're on that, ba- on a balcony with lights in the background, I'm like, I don't even know how you're managing this right now, and it's it's fucking beautiful. Same with the water, like uh that that mm-hmm. shot with Val Kilmer and uh Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro in in his house, very same vibe. Um, mm. but uh, yeah, that was my favorite shot. Um, and my favorite line was uh, whenever he's on the phone with uh Van Zant, um, oh, after yeah. the failed meeting and the failed payment, he goes uh. He's like, what, what are you doing? He goes, what am I doing? I'm talking to an empty telephone because there's a dead man on the under end on the other end of this fucking line. Yeah, that's uh, uh, uh-uh. not a, uh, not what I want to hear if I'm on the other line or on on the other side of that phone. And I, I the the thing I know this guy from the Dark dead Knight, man, yeah, yeah Dark, he's a banker, man. Again, I got who knows if he's laundering money. You guys Gotham. are dead. Yeah, I guess you know, uh, in Gotham. He's probably you know who you're money. stealing from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he does come out with a, a shotgun. You know, he kills he kills one guy, um, maybe two guys actually. No, where'd you learn to count? And the Joker finishes him off. So he yeah, yeah he only gets one guy. Um, and he clips him. But, I don't even think he kills him. Yeah, yeah. But then his like. Neil, like, honestly, that shot was honestly really nice, too, of, like, the, the city in the background and Neil's climbing up, like, uh, yeah. to his house and, like, like walking and it's all slow. And you see him pick up the chair and I'm like, oh, well, I know it's about to go down. You know, I'm like, oh, this is going to yeah. be good. Um, and he's like, uh, where's where's this guy? I don't know. Bop, 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 bop. He's like, I believe you. You know, yep. like. uh what the fuck I know? Okay. Yeah, you are pretty dumb and just a dead. I don't you're even dead. Um, uh, yeah. God damn, uh, this movie this movie is just chock full of just amazing moments, dude. I'm I'm left in a place that's so overwhelmingly happy with this movie and uh if you're ready, I'd be down to cut this conversation short cuz I know we could keep going, but This uh, is true. Yeah. Go ahead this and give true. it a rating if we if we if we're there because I we've we've gone over everything, you know. I don't think anything else would just be you know, circles at this point. It's true. Um, um, yeah, I, I think I think we are ready. Um, and enjoyment? That was the thing. I was like, I found one gripe with the movie, and it was the visual whatever, and then I ate my words hard. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it, even like that, that, that's more critically anyways. Um, 
I was, I mean, I was having a blast this whole time. Mm. Like just seeing, just seeing Al Pacino and De Niro was already enough. And then like the story is actually that riveting as well. Like it just keeps you in the, I mean, I, I was, I'm having a blast. 10 is, I don't know. 10, is it a 10? I, I, I'm having, like, it's an, I think it, it's a 10 or 9.75 here. Um, first time I watched it, I would have told you 9.75. Last night, this movie made me cry like three or four different times. Um, so I, for I mean, me, it's a 10. I'm going back. Um, yeah, like, I am, I am going back to, if it wasn't so late last night, I would have watched it again. Um, and that impulse. That should tell you more than you need to know. If immediately upon finishing a three-hour movie, you are willing to turn on the same three-hour movie again. I mean, I love the Batman, but I don't know if I could go back-to-back on the Batman even. I'd take that back. I think I actually (laughs) Um, Wait a second. I certainly could. Um, Let's see. The only other tens we have given enjoyment. Boonrise Kingdom. That's just a mm -hmm. feel-good. That's a t- yeah, different that's- different kind. You know, there's a um oh uh Killers, Killers of the Flower Moon. French got dispatch. a ten. Um there on enjoyment. Little women. That one. That one like blew me away. I was like not even yeah, ready for that yeah. movie. That was incredible. A cry, emotional, everything and, and killers, yeah. And that would be it. Now we gotta we got another one. Do you feel like it joins that stratosphere or is it nine seven five with the Irishman and Grand Budapest? Um I this this just has it all. I mm. mean this just it has everything. Yeah. Um I think I me mean, I was only holding it back because this is the first time I've watched it and I don't know. Like I, I'm like, I, right. I don't know if I missed something. I don't know if there is, I don't, is there something bad about this movie that I just didn't see because I was so engrossed and so taken nah, back? Man. By like the, a common, a common, uh, critique of this movie is that it's like hyper violence and that it doesn't have a keen sense of morality, but I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think it knows exactly who it's good guy and who it's bad guy is. And mm. I think it knows how to toe the line between bad and uh, good and evil. And I think that it, it does it with impressive grace. Like it's a, yeah. it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. Um, So I'm, I'm there. Like I'm as, this is one of the best movies we've covered in the director spotlights. I, I'm cool with a 10 and critically, about as good as any movie we've covered, you man. Um, you have never given a ten critically because it's kind of impossible to yeah. do so. Um, but I've kind of given... negated that as even a possibility. Like I, yeah. we will. Ne- I don't think I, I will yeah. ever give anything a ten critically. Yeah, Oppenheimer a nine five, Little Women a nine five. Um, let's see, I think Killers was a nine. Yep, Killers was a nine seven five. The Irishman a nine seven five. I think we're we're in that company with the Irishman and Killers here. Um, does that make it a nine eight three, which ties it with Killers? It's the exact same as Killers enjoyment and critically. And I, I recently think... uh, recently made a letterboxed list that was uh, ranking by rating twenty twenty three, and mm-hmm. I adjusted. I sent that to you, right? I adjusted mm-hmm. all the. Uh, comic book movies for just their critical and enjoyment rating um this elevates it to top three of 2023 as far as coverage is concerned 
with mm-hmm. Killers of the Flower Moon, The Dark Knight, and now Heat. Um, In very, very, very good company. Our um, top five movies. And these are the only movies that have gotten 975 uh, critical are our top five movies of the year. Killers of the Flower Moon, Heat, The Dark Knight, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and The Irishman. Three of those have Robert De Niro in them. <laughs> he just instantly levels up a critic, like it, just anything critical. It's like, yep, a bump. It is De, the De Niro 975 yeah. um, is, is probably a De Niro is in three of them. Al Pacino is in two. Um, <laughs> actually, Harvey Keitel is in two. Uh, he's in Grand Budapest and The Irishman. Smaller role, but... Wow. Yeah, this... This one was incredible. I'm expecting this to be the peak of man. It, it, I mean, if it could get better, I'd gladly. Hey, dog. I'm I'm excited for Ferrari. Yeah. No fucking shot. It's this good. Um, have you heard of? And I'm assuming you haven't. Um, there was a novel published last year, middle of last year, titled Heat Two. Um, and it is intended to be adapted into a movie where it will be a prequel about Neil starring Ooh. Adam Driver as Neil McCauley. So this is this is Adam Driver's tryout. This is Ferrari Adam is Driver's. Yeah, this is Adam Driver's to time. To see if he can do Heat 2. Mm-hmm. A prequel? Dude, we're going to see how he becomes this legend. Yeah. Oh, oh! Yeah, and I mean, it says, the, the poster says something like, "It's like Heat Two, and the two is between 1988 and 2000." So this movie taking place in 1995, I think it's going to take us like up to the events of Heat, and then the fallout thereafter. Um, ooh, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm seated for that when it comes out. I don't think it'll be up. To, who knows? Some people like Godfather 2 over Godfather 1. You never know. It could be You never better. know. You I'll, never know. I'll leave it, I'll leave it open. Um, but uh, if he can... I pick, think Adam Driver has some impossible shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that would be uh, near impossible uh, to, to do. But hey, Adam Driver, if you're capable, um, let's see it. You know, that, that would that'd be a hell of a movie um, to, to, top, to top heat. Um, but I guess it could be done, so I won't leave it out of out of the question. But yeah, no, I think I think we've reached we've reached the the peak of man's um, filmography here. I would say, I would say so. I, I would say so. But we do have we do have a lot to look forward to throughout the end of the year. We have now decided we're going to do the insider next week, not mm-hmm. collateral. We will do collateral the week thereafter, and then we will top off the man spotlight with this newly released. Ferrari. I've already asked off December 26th so that we can go see that movie that day and go and, and record after because Solid. You know, Christmas Day, probably unlikely. Um, yeah, there's some stuff going on. Uh, yeah, just uh, there's stuff going on, you know. The family the family wants me around for some reason. I can't, ah, can't really... Uh, can't escape them um, ever um, on Christmas. But, <laughs> that's okay. but yeah, December 26th. I'm seated in that fucking movie theater Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna go see that movie, and then we'll we'll discuss it thereafter. And I am so so excited. Um, this spotlight has only given me even more hope for what Ferrari could be. 
But uh, but with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including recently we, we began planning a, a project for the future, um, a 52-year journey through film sequel series. You know, director spotlight didn't feel like it was, you know, it's not the exact, it's not the, it's not the sequel to that. The comic book journey through film is not the sequel to that. We wanted, wanted to try to recapture something with the spirit of the 52 year journey through film, a, a wide variety of film with, that still allows us to work within boundaries. And I think that we, we've got something cooking and that's, that's, that planning's over there at patreon.com slash penny bloom pod. If you would head to Twitter, follow at penny bloom pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Follow on Letterboxd at Penny Bloom Pod. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review and to continue to download episodes. We will be back this Friday with what is this Friday comic book movie journey through film-wise. Um, week after, is it Jonah Hex? We jo- Is it Jonah Hex week? I believe um, it is Jonah Hex week. Yep, um, so Jonah Hex, we're going to balance heat with Jonah Hex this Friday. Um, we're, we're obviously continuing our Game of Thrones rewatch on Mondays. Winter is blooming. And I'm so very excited for that. Um, but yeah, stick with us. We got, we got the content. We're, we're, and we have no plans of stopping anytime soon. So stick with us and, uh, you'll be satisfied. But with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And who? Who? What are you, a fucking owl?